It's Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market. Download the daily app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And, man, you see what's going on. If it's free, it's for us. We're throwing our weight around the Jock Market, throwing our weight around the prop market. Man, just making our voices heard. We have been moving every single line we have touched. Welcome back, y'all. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. Coming out the chair as always. Come on, man. The Italian Tasmanian Devil. Let's get that paper, baby, baby, with the three pillars of profit and the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely anywhere. The show is officially off the rails. Let's ride this tiger until the very last day. We're doing daily DFS, jock market, advanced stat leaderboard mining for fantasy heads out there and then a couple bets total base props totals you know f5 the whole kitten caboodle please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod what's up everybody out there especially you new youtube viewers i see every single day we seem to kind of be making new highs i know the total is not crazy but for a new show man we're not doing bad and we always want to be looking at that progress again most baseball shows have already lost steam we've seen a couple you know prominent people just kind of hang it up a couple of shows just kind of fall to the wayside as we are just like what there's we have extra gears people don't forget it it don't end in six always all right here we go let's do the thing that we do me and you the cork stats crew oh actually one last thing we did pretty good yesterday right hit two out of three loving that the uh run line we got bailed out at the end although i mean listen that's why outputs are so stupid right we were at we wanted the two run cover by the padres we had it in the second inning all the way through the eighth of course they blew it they were up by one we get to the ninth we're down to our last strike i turned it off i tweeted the loss already and somehow they came back and got it in extras so what was it was that a good cap or a bad cap again that's why outputs Let's just stop married to it. We're into the laser-guided, focused analysis. All that granular, delicious stuff that you really don't get anywhere else. You know, this has kind of been the void that we filled here at Mayo Media Net. And if you appreciate all the kind of stuff we're bringing to you, picking up what we're putting down, you know, of course... Let Patty know, man. Tag him. And actually, let's do this really quick. Patty Mayo sounded the klaxon yesterday. If you're following him on Twitter at the PME, hmm, he kind of asked a question to the public. He has an opening for an NFL show. And hmm, I'm looking for somebody that might be a good fill. Please, Cork Stats crew, this is your chance to help the big man. Ding a ling a ling a ling a ling a ling a ling. Get in that thread and just take it. Put my name. You don't have to lie about me and say I'm smart or good-looking or skinny or anything like that. But, all right, enough of that. Tag Patty. Let's get the Cork Stats crew to the fore. Everybody that seems to tag onto the show, right? Catch a wind, a drift of what we're doing. Sticks for the long haul. That's what we're all about, baby. Building that community and a culture of fishermen. All right, let's get into the first stack. Enough of that. We need more of this. It's the 7, a 27, a stack attacker. Let's go get him, everybody. We're looking for the White Sox, the pale hose from the wrong side of the tracks in Chi-Town, Windy City, up against my Paisan, Antonio Senzatella. Not so good this year. 5 ERA, 1-8 whip, 9-16 OPS. Yikes, run for the hill deserved ERA up over six and a quarter. 7% came on his walk. 7% swing and strike. Not any good. 52% first strike rate and a below average chase rate. So what's that mean? He doesn't get the swing and misses. 
He cannot put you away like that. So he has to come in the zone where contact is made. 92% in zone contact rate. Remember, I don't just want to be known as throwing numbers. Yes, I do use lots of them, but they matter. And we want to kind of give you the benchmarks. Why? Right. So if you're not getting strikeouts, you have an extremely high contact rate. That's what we're going to be focusing our analysis on. His line drive rate through the roof over 27, 42% hard hit rate. Via StatCast, that's 95 miles an hour, a nearly 400 expected WOBA year-to-date. Remember, it's not always split across. He's having trouble against righties. The vast majority of hitters have a 378 batting average, 987 OPS, 421 WOBA year-to-date. Hachi, Machi, Liberace. It's, the problem is the fastball. Usually, again, you know... Pitchers get these reputations as being bad. I don't even think it's bad. If he was under my tutelage, I'd say, man, we have to develop something else. What are you talking about? He's throwing the fastball 53% of the time to righties. Well, it's not very good. Why are you doing that? 53 use, 630 expected slug, and an only 10% whiff rate. If you're unfamiliar, again, welcome aboard. That's my individual pitch triple slash. I think that's the best way to describe a pitch. Again, something that not a lot of people are doing. Usage contact and whiff rate right that kind of makes sense how often is it deployed what happens when contact is made and do you get swings and misses put those things together yes it's not perfect but it's a pretty good descriptive measure again righties have a 355 xba on the season so we're looking at my dude andrew vaughn last 33 appearances against righties better than a 13 percent barrel and now our hitter triple slash i know we are always going to be on the tip of the spear when i don't feel like the market provides me a tool worthy of of my money being wagered, I make my own. Hat tip to all the people loving the pitcher sheet, the implied team totals, and all the stuff we're putting out. Thanks to, again, Patrick Murdoch Mayo is the man. And the reason why all this stuff comes to you, again, tag this man, let him know how we're doing and how much you appreciate, right? We are putting premium stuff at your fingertips, all the things you could possibly love. Again, to the triple slash for hitters, forget average OBP and slug. We're looking at average ISO and OPS, right? Average at OPS, play for jock market, play for DFS. ISO is very, very important for total base props. ISO is extra base rate to oversimplify. All right, let's get back into Andrew Vaughn. He's killing it. 323 batting average, 290 ISO, 977 OPS. So there you see how that matters. A 29% extra base hit rate, almost one out of three. If you're going to get four plate appearances against righties, we're hoping Vaughn gets the two bases in one shot in that time frame. Three doubles, three shamalama ding-dongs. And I wanted to zoom out again. What you're getting here, Cork stats, think granular analysis, think nuance and context just falling out of my big fat mouth and nose the reason it matters i mentioned hyper usage on the fastball 53 percent use vaughn's gonna see him well how's he do against right-handed fastballs year to date well we're gonna tell you all about it 70 percent hard hit rate 95 miles an hour yes yes y'all and you don't stop with a 430 x wobba for vaughn then we want to be looking at eloy you know it's been a rough go for him with injuries but when he's healthy and hitting <laughs> get on him last two weeks against righties 286 4 29, 10-26, 43% extra base hit rate, two home runs last two weeks. And again, against fastballs from righties year-to-date, it's a very limited sample, but 67 hard hit, 33% barrel for Eloy against right-handed fastballs. So give us the pale hose righties against Senzatella. Next up, it's a stack-em, attack-em for the trolley Dodgers from Hollywood, always up to no good against Patrick Corbin, 602 ERA, 1, 7 whip, 870 OPS on the year, 10% swinging strike. 
strike rate, 90% in zone contact. Again, trying to build these statistics. They're not just, we don't just throw them at you. The way I do it, and again, if you notice the order, I kind of compartmentalize these things into baskets. I like to think of pitching. First, kind of surface stats, then discipline, right? Your swinging strike, your walk, your chase, that's important. Then when contact is made, elevation, is it up, is it down, is it low, and what kind of quality? Your home runs, ex woba see how I kind of walk you through it. Hopefully, it becomes intuitive, the understanding. All right, Corbin kind of stinks. He does keep the ball on the ground, but the, again, the very elevated line drive rate is what we're looking for, again, for total bases and stuff. 45 hard hit, 10 barrel, and 7 blast. We always want to be looking at blast over greater than sign barrels. Again, blast being the ideal subset of barrels. We have seen a degradation of batting average slug and production from barrels, right? I think you kind of see this anecdotally. A lot of us are noticing this. If you follow the barrel accounts on Twitter, you'll notice what used to be barrel XBA 900 you know, triple home run. Now it's like about an FBA 890 flyout. And this happens all the time. And again, the proof is in the pudding with the numbers. So we'll be looking at blast 460 expected Woba on contact. So that's an isolated contact metric. That number is through the roof. But again, you could look at those when the contact rate is over 90. Again, have those stats open the doors to other ones. Righties, here to date, doing the thank dang against Corbin. 313 batting average, nearly a 900 OPS and 15 of the 18 home runs. The problem is the sinker. Here's the triple slash. 41, 553, and 12. So 41 use is a high hyper use. 553 X slug is a lot of damage and 12% width is crazy low. Why is your featured pitch? Have those stats? I don't know. Same for the fastball. 20 use, 532 X slug, 9 home runs. Those two pitches combined. So we're looking at the trolley Dodger righties. It's Betts, Trey Turner, and Will Smith. Here, check this out. This one's just too easy. I know sometimes again, all the numbers, I do want to compress them i'd much rather people understand and think you know just the actual totals that mean a little bit less than their weight against the average let's say right and how they line up in the matrix but bets turner smith against lefties year to date right we don't have a bigger sample for the year than year to date minimum this is across the board all three of them minimum 46 hard hit minimum 11 barrel minimum 311 batting average Minimum 955 OPS, minimum 390 X-Woba, and minimum four home runs per. Holy cow, man. Oh, wow. He and Corbin's in trouble again. I know people, it's kind of become cool to try and like fade the fade, double fake the fake out, fake the fake. Listen, man, he's not any good. He's on a bad team that's tied to his contract. It is a weight. We've seen them try and tie him to Juan Soto. And even teams like, no, 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 no. No, as much as we want Soto, we do not want Corbin. And paying for that, he's going to keep going out there. He's going to keep getting trashed. Get with the trolley dodges. All right, last stack. This one is our contrarian stack. I think you've noticed that, right? The third stack, usually of the day, is not as obvious. Again, playing in cores, playing against Corbin, probably the low-hanging fruit. Hey, but listen, man. That's okay, right? Providing the odds and everything are in our favor, the pricing, the jock market. Again, you could kind of see, I covered it up. I really should move this graphic right there. 555 share price for jock market. I found that as a nice kind of center point. Again, you kind of got to order fast, so I like that. Ding, 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 555. But I'm right around there. Again, don't, it's 554 is great. 556 is not. Again, right? We have to think in terms of ranges. But I really don't like to go above six for anyone. And if any of the other hitters in these stacks, right? So right-handed White Sox, right-handed Dodgers, right, or 
Um, it actually doesn't have to be right-handed Texas where we're going to get, but left-handed hitting Texas Rangers. Feel free to backfill. I can't fit all this stuff. All right, let's do the last one. It's the Texas Rangers up against Marco Gonzalez. 374 ERA, not something we generally go after. However, 1-4 ERA, 840 OPS, things we do go after. And when you pop the hood, no good. FIP, XFIP, Sierra, and deserved ERA all north of 5 12% K to 8% walk. I mean, it's just terrible. 4% K minus walk. Doesn't really get much lower than that. The whiff rate, where we generally look to be, you know, attacking pitchers under 20. His is under 18, 53 first strike, and again, that 90% contact rate. One and a half home runs per nine, not terrible, but the 360X wall, but probably more what we're looking at. Righties have been doing lots of damage against him. 270 BA and 13 home runs. Again, it's the fastball bin. Four seamer and the cutter when combined. 55 use, a more than 500X slug, less than 15 whiff, and six home runs. The thing here is he's also struggled against lefties. Lefties have a 500 slug against, and the reason is this. The fastball is bad. Right, Marco Gonzalez's fastball is bad. It's below a, a, a 90, and now I think this year he's even lost another tick. So I think that 89 is now 88, and I think that's been the problem. So again, don't always be afraid. Oh, lefty, lefty, we don't go lefty, lefty. Yes, we do. And I'm going to explain to you why. Again, we don't just do the name, we do the why, because that's what matters. That's how you understand better leave with a feather in your cap. I mentioned usage, hyper usage. This is where we want to be looking. Against lefties, Marco Gonzalez throws his fastball 63% of the time. It's ridiculous, man. And they have a 506 slug. They're performing well, so let's get to that first. We want to be looking at Corey Seager against left-handed fastballs year-to-date, right? 85 contact, 45 hard hit, 20 barrel, 500 ex-woba, and 5 home runs. So Seager has 5 home runs against lefties this year. Don't be afraid of the lefty-lefty split. And then we want to be looking at Simeon, last 30 days against lefties. Pitcher. Remember, he's stunk. We want to be looking at his recent stats coming up off the ground, entering the top sine wave, probably a bit more representative of the hitter we expect. 381, 286, 11, 28, kind of checking all the boxes, right? Above 300 BA, above 20, let's call it 25% ISO, and above 900 OPS. I mean, he's easily clearing the bar. And then Leody Tavares has been excellent against lefties year to date as well. 440 BA, 240 ISO, 1200 OPS. So get with the Texas Rangers. I think they're going to mop up Marco today and White Wolf is out there. John Gray, the White Wolf of Winterfell. So you know I'm going to be loving those Rangers. All right. That was the first pillar of profit, and that was an absolute clinic. Tell me now, we put on an absolute clinic here every single day. Death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and me up before the crack of dawn to bring you this bad boy, man. It means the world to me that you leave here going, what? <laughs> What is with this guy? Where the hell did you find him? That's what I'm all about. All right. The second pillar of profit is our fantasy baseball segment. Again, this has been insanely impactful. I mean, I am so proud of this. I am so very proud of this. And again, I have the receipts to back it up. When you talk this much shite, you better be able to. I've been doing that my whole life. It's been one of the drivers of my success. I kind of opened my mouth and I'm like, oh God, now I have to back this up. So here we go. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're modding the leaderboard. Thursday, we're doing waiver ads. All right, before the look ahead on Friday, the reason this has been so impactful is my teams, which stunk. I've tweeted about this. I did not hide at all. Every single team I had was in dead last. Like six weeks in, I couldn't believe it. I was pulling my hair out. Name all the injuries. I had Teosco Hernandez. I had Albies. I just had Woodruff. I had everybody who was hurt or stunk, right? So I had misses as well. I don't want to lie that I didn't. But I had misses plus 
injuries, and I was awful. And we kept, we stayed the course. We didn't drop good players. We added good players. And now all of those teams, quite literally every single one of them is in eighth or better. And I'd rather be in, in a 15-team league. I'd rather be in eighth coming from 15th than eighth coming from first, right? Trajectory. I'm telling you, I can't believe it. Hopefully there's enough time in the season. I know there's a lot left, but for me to get all the way back into competitive nature, because that will be my great lesson about staying the course. All right, let's get into it. This is the last 30 days minimum 50 plate appearances. I recommend everybody the audio-only listeners, hop on over to Twitter, at MLB Moving AVG, or hop on over to YouTube and just right swipe, grab the image, because it is really helpful. I'm just going to walk you through it. You know, again, these are just to highlight names. I can't detail everybody in the short amount of time we have. So I'll walk you through top 50 blast rate. Again, right, I really want to help here. Blast rate, not a stat everyone has access to, and then I'm going to time sort it. Right, again, we're looking for hitters. Not everyone's going to stick. Sometimes you have to add a hitter. You ride him for a couple weeks, you dump him. We've actually used Cole Calhoun twice this year, and you dump him. You grab him for a week in a good spot, you get rid of him. You don't marry these guys. All right, top 50 in blast rate. Again, this isn't the raw leaderboard. These are interesting names in the top that I think either are a surprise that you can add off the waiver wire or possibly trade for low, right? So again, you know, just available names. That's the name of the game right now. At the top, Christopher Morell. Oh my God, where are the Cubs finding these guys? 19.5% blast rate. Holy cow. After that, Luke Voigt, but sandwiched between Nelson Velasquez. 15% blast rate. Where are the Cubs finding these guys? Luke Voigt really want to keep a look at. Remember, he is awesome. Don't let my Yankee love for him. Spoil that. He's awesome and he's stunk and off an injury just when you want to get behind Voight, we know he can go bananas for a half. After that, Trace Thompson for the Dodgers. He's not owned in all shallow leagues. He's starting to play every day. Good offense. I know it's the back of the lineup, but still, Ramon Laureano, we were on that. I was drafting him everywhere, but we were on that early. As the suspension was ending, I was telling you, you had to add him. He was going to be good. There we go. 13 blast. You're going to get power. You're going to get speed. You might even get average from Ramon Laureano. Our boy, Jaime Candelario, is back from the dead. He hit like three home runs in the past couple days. Oh my God. One of my biggest misses in draft season late. I thought he was a perfect CI fill-in average. One of the highest line drive rates over three years you know what I mean like that's an incredible sample and he was terrible and now he's getting up off the mat you may want to be able to get behind Candelario maybe you'll see him on the list tomorrow to Chad Pinder Nick Gordon Trent Grisham and Eduardo Escobar Pinder and Gordon getting looks as far as playing time right now Grisham and Escobar kind of discarded because they've stunk are playing every day and hitting so that's kind of how we get there right we just kind of piece these things together a blast rate is the left side on the right column is expected Woba and I understand There's a bit of overlap here, right? They're both kind of bad at ball quality. But if you do discipline stuff, like nobody cares about the leaders in K-minus walk or walk rate or contact rate, it just doesn't get us where we want to go. So X-Wobby is a little bit better than Blast, I guess, because it has some um, sprint speed attached and and on base, right? Remember, part of Woba is on base. So let's get to it. Christopher Morell at the top again. (laughs) Dude, to go with that 20 Blast, 417 X-Wobo, Morell on fire right now. I mean, he's just really doing it. If he's out there or you think you could trade for him, he could be a good fill-in rest of season. Chaz McCormick playing every day for the Astros. Again, he's been one of those guys that gets cycled in and out. You can pick up McCormick now and play him. Carson Kelly, if you need a uh, catcher. Trace Thompson. Again, Dodgers, when you're on both lists, almost like, go get him. Vinny Pascantino, my boy, Italian breakfast, uh, slow, out the gate, starting to get it going. 381, X-Wob is good. We know he's an excellent hitter. Another big dude, Daniel Vogelbach, at 380. To Brendan Rodgers, Bryson Stott, two middle infielders we named. We also have Stott on every single team, I hope. We've been banging the drum for him early. We missed, told you to circle him, and when he was hitting and playing every day. Now, Stott looks like this is the player we expected. Home run, steals, average. This is the guy. Get with Bryson Stott going forward. I think he's going to be excellent. I'm 
telling you, it's part of part of that move up these teams have had to Luke Voigt again and Nelson Velasquez. Make sure those guys are owned everywhere. Voigt most certainly is. Nelson Velasquez might not. And if you're playing every day and lighting up these leaderboards, you could do worse. Even if you're not putting them out there to start right away. This is how I churn. Right, if you have that extra roster spot, that's what you're doing. Picking up guys that are hitting. I'm not. I'm not into junk, man. We're not into bearing junk. We're into riding waves. That's what we want to do. Catch the wave, get off the wave. Get on the wave, get off the wave. And you know what? You put together these pieces. A little bit that I've heard. A couple of sharp dudes out there. Rob DiPietro, if you're not following him, at Deadpool Hitter. Very sharp. Won the draft champions all overall. Also, my dude, Zach Waxman, if you're not following him, whatever his Twitter handle is now. I can't keep up with it. At Draft Champagne Podcast. I think he's at Rotodoctorate. <laughs> Love Zach, man. He's the man. Also, the interesting stuff they do, but he's also another overall champion. You want to follow these guys. You don't win an NFBC overall by accident. Okay, you don't walk into these things. So you want to follow these guys. These are the kind of people I talk to about staying sharp, and these are the things that they talk about, really maximizing these you know, waves almost. I, I overly use waves. They speak about that less than I do, but the idea of maximizing plate appearances, being efficient, and they're both very sharp and cutting players. You know, easy, easy cut. So that's the second pillar of profit fantasy. Hopefully not only did you learn something, but we give you a couple names, you know, out there, guys to look for. And if you're like a daily player, you know, these are guys you want to be looking at. Yeah, absolutely. I truly believe that. You know what? DFS in particular, you know, names like Stott, really cheap. And, you know, Chase Thompson, extremely cheap. Candelario is going to be cheap. Pindle is going to be cheap. Gordon's going to be cheap if they're playing. So these are all guys that we want to be looking for. Again, it's not so much chasing recent data as, to me, this just means you're healthy and your timing is good. So if you add playing time in there, pfft, all you need, that's all I want. All right. That's it, baby. How, how easy. <laughs> Cave made analysis for you in a way at the door. All right. Third pillar of a profit. Excuse me one second. Alrighty, the first looks here. Let's skip right to the bottom, and the first disappointment. I probably disappointed you before the season, but this is my first real disappointment. You'll see the total bases is listed as stay tuned, right? So generally, again, I'm very open about my process. I wake up and I do all my pitching scraping. I run the algorithm, run whatever filters you know I have. And then generally work backwards from there, right? I mean, it makes sense, right? My model is screaming offense in a game. Uh, this does a lot of the work for me. It means that there's a pitching advantage or pitching that we're looking to get after with hitting that's happening at the time. You know, right, again, you know, that's what the model does. It's supposed to make it easy for us. I, again, if you notice, I don't just chase these things blindly. Even though I built it and I love it and believe in it, I, I look to expand on it. I think it's very important to do that. You know, there's a few creators out there that just kind of quote the model, and I get it. But, like, to me, I have found that that's a disservice. I, I'm i not going to just tell you, oh, my model has uh, three runs per five. There you go. Take it. And that's it. So I want to explain it to you. And then that way, maybe after enough time, if I ever become popular and good enough at this, you know, that then I could rely on it where you'll say, okay, good. I don't want to hear you ramble for 20 minutes about the stats. Anyway, so I work backwards from the teams that we have lit up, right? Generally, look for my stack attack, work backwards for total base props lopping off the players that are not in the top four, lopping off the players especially that are at home, right? Working your way towards top three in the batting order, plus money, maybe to minus 105, minus 110 at the end. That was the issue where I wanted to get all of our guys. Obviously, cores are not going to get total base props. They're all juiced to craziness. Um, um, against Corbett as well, we're juiced just to the balls. You know, I really thought 
Maybe with the Dodgers, we'd catch a minus 105 somewhere. No, they're all minus 130 or worse. And then it was the same thing for Texas. I really thought we'd get maybe Corey Seager, right? The lefty-lefty. No, they're all minus 125, minus 130. I had Simeon at minus 120, and I was right in the outline, and that will get me to where I'm going. And I decided I'd rather have the Texas F5 money line at minus 120. To me... I don't know, man. And I think this is what separates myself from a lot of the other handicappers out there. And this proves in the pudding. You hear people talk about this, which I vehemently disagree with. Like, absolutely, like, hardcore disagree with. Mentioning minus 120 is almost like an even price. Like, oh, we're pretty close to even. Minus 120 is not close to even price. In fact, it's pretty damn far from even price. 20%. You know what I'm saying? 20% over market. And then, of course, we know for every 10% you lose, you need to profit 11 to get it back, right? If you have 100 and you lose 10%, you're down to 90. If you make 10%, you're only at 99. So every 10 you lose, you need 11. So you lose this 20%, right? You need 22 to get it back. I don't know, man. Don't bother those people with this salad, man. For me, minus 120, I'm like, oh my god, I have to really, really want something. And minus 120, for me, that's a lot of juice. So, that caught me away from the total base props. Last thing on that is, I've been noticing, you could parlay them on DK, let's say, for example, providing they're not in the same game. I guess they think they're, correlate, they're correlated, I guess, whatever. That, I think, is viable. I haven't gotten to that point. I don't want to... Gosh, you know, I think, yeah, I don't want to say I don't want to be like that because there's some very sharp people that do these kind of heavy favorite parlays. And it's providing you fit it within a proper system, risk management, I'm not going to get away from that. You know, I don't want to say any one method is wrong. It's the deployment that can be wrong. But maybe we want to parlay some of these things. Maybe I need to be looking at something like that because I feel really, really strongly about these. And then maybe even I've seen some other sharp people. Shout out to my dude, Monotone Football with one L. My guy is at game days everywhere. Got to follow my man, Stu, Mad Sharp. I'm going to have him on. We're going to be doing some football stuff soon. He does these hit parlays. Now, you don't need two bases. You need one hit. God, I love these guys for one hit. I mean, name you know, you name the player. I love them for one hit. I love bets. Just all these guys. I love them all for one hit. So, again, I, I'm thinking about that next. I didn't want to just start laying juice. I think rather than lay 130 on a total base prop, one and a half bases, which, again, not that easy. I think I'd rather look for even money on two single bases, which I think are much easier and with a higher percentage of hitting. Sorry. There's a touch of what you could expect in the war room. So let's get into the bets today. I've mentioned it. I've been hinting at it the entire time. So I wouldn't have to go too far into it now. But I have Texas greater than sign. Seattle, we mentioned Marco Gonzalez and the struggles. I think the book and the public is seeing the 3-7-4 ERA. That is not something I care about at all. That's the last thing we care about. Give me John Gray, the White Wolf of Winterfell. Woo! 348 ERA 112 whip, a 640 OPS in the year, and he's been excellent. I mean, earn run indicators all below 3.5, 27% K to only 7% walk, 19.5 K minus walk, that's where you want to be. 20 or better, 30% CSW, that's where you want to be. 62% first strike rate, that's where you want to be. He's been excellent. The barrel rate sub 7, and he has dealt with righties. They have a 600 OPS on the year. I mean, he has really, really been very good and really turned it up as of late. So give me John Gray and the Texas offense against Seattle. I know they have Julio back. He's the one thing that I do worry about. But the Seattle offense, really not great. Last 200 plate appearances, they only have four doubles at 225. Team batting average right at 100 WRC plus right at average. So 
give me Texas F5. The bullpen's here. Huge disparity. Texas bullpen stinks. Seattle bullpen, awesome. Do not tempt that fate because I also checked the price. So again, remember, I really, really, really do my best to not only put out the best work, but to explain how we got there. Generally, one of the reasons I have been betting F5, even though I'm known for betting F5 and creating probably the best F5 model on the market, is they keep messing with the price. And the F5 ML price has been 80 to 100 cents off the regular one, which is why you see me betting run lines on the full game because it's got 100 bucks, man. That's crazy. I can't pay for that. Plus, you'd rather the plate appearance sample be wider. So, again, more of the methodology to wear. So, Texas, when you got the F5 minus 120, I thought this was going to be minus 185, minus 170. Let's say 185 is a stretch. I'm sorry. Don't quote me on that. Let's say minus 165, minus 170, where the minus... Um, Minus 120 is the, the full game. No, this is minus 120 straight. So if in that case, with the bullpen work, give me Texas F5 again, a bit of the calculus. And then Milwaukee to cover. I do not, this one I just don't get. Total misprice for me. How about this? My model's screaming. So let's bet Milwaukee to cover it up. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit, maybe it's a little bit even more intuitive than that. It's Corbin Burns versus Chris Archer. I just can't get with Archer. Again, I think I think we really have a bit of it. We could. Pro- I don't want to go so far as to say that the books need to adjust their line based off ERA, but the books need to adjust their line based off ERA. Archer with a 3-4-1 ERA, but FIP, XFIP, Sierra, and PCRA all north of 4-7-5, 11% walk rate, 50% first strike, 27% chase rate, all well below average, hard hit rate over 40 Expected Woba over 355. He's not very good. And in case you need a, a detailed breakdown on Corbin Burns, go get your notepad. He's the GOAT. <laughs> That's the end of it. Gosh, whatever. Milwaukee's starting to hit. I love it, Damas. Yellow getting up off the mat. Telez getting up off the mat. All these guys are starting to hit. Luis Verizon had a home run yesterday. Yeah, give me Milwaukee to just mop up the Twins. I do like the Twins offense. Don't get me wrong, but it's Corbin freaking Burns, everybody. At even better than even money to cover it up. That's it. So that will do it with a laugh. Hopefully you learned something. Telling your friends about the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere. Yo, man, how much fun is this show and how great is it? I just really love it. I hope that doesn't sound too arrogant. I don't mean like, my show is the greatest. I mean, just this right this it's the in and out it's more than just like the show because some shows end with the camera turning off and this show doesn't end it almost just begins here it's the interaction i know i'm gonna get up in the comments get up in there please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod and like the channel put your cartoon finger inside us everybody Sure, you download the Jock Market app. It's gonna be going on all day. Sometimes in these early slates, there's not as you know, it's not the volume. I should say is not as high, and sometimes our stacks slip. Remember, everybody, Jock Market is all about price. I'm much less worried about projections than I would be for, let's say, DFS. In Jock Market, it's truly price dependent. I'd much rather identify handed stacks and have players not on the hitter model much cheaper than the players that are on the model that are over $6 because it becomes very hard to profit then where the guy that you get for three fifty just needs a couple of bats. Sometimes all he needs a bat if it's a low-scoring slate. A single and a run will get you in the green. So right, the thinking there where uh, the inverse of that is sometimes in jock market, if the price isn't right, you can hit a home run and not profit. That's a shame. Where DFS, a home run is a guaranteed win. Total base props, a home run is a guaranteed win. So again, more than just the names where you place them on the board. And that will do it. 30 minutes. We're out of here. Everybody, download Jock Market, rate, review, and subscribe, please, because that stuff means very, very much. Look for me on VEASAN. I'll be on 
um, numbers game in a little bit. You know, their big morning show. Again, this thing of ours, the way, you know, what we're up to is sticking because people seem to want more and more of it. Keep an eye out. Uh, new football article at The Athletic coming out today. I took Jay Seeley's quarterback projections, run them against consensus ADP, something I did with Derek's Bat-X projections for baseball. That was really popular and a really good way to see the battlefield. So enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Get in Patty's thread. Take him. Tell him that we there is only one person for the live Sunday football show. There is only one crazy person to fill that. The one-man band. Yo, I love you so much. I'll check this tomorrow, yo. Peace.